This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Listen, if you will grab your Bibles, you don't have to stand, but grab your Bibles tonight and um, and we're going to we're going to we're going to go back to second Peter chapter three. We're going to go back to second Peter chapter three. So grab your Bibles or if you have an electronic device, feel free to grab that, open it or click to second Peter chapter number three. And we're going to go back a little bit and we're going to kind of do some backtracking uh, when when. Remember when uh, I told you guys I had been praying about the vision of the church? Remember when I told you about that? I've been praying about the vision of the church, the vision I believe that, that God wants for the church. And so we took some time and I, uh, we, we, we met and we had these long, we had these long meetings with people trying to determine where God was leading us, where God was taking us. And I told y'all guys that it was when we, Trey and I went to Cleveland and it was in Cleveland that God gave me one word. God said to grow. Everybody shout grow. God told me to grow. He said, that's the vision of the church. He said, the vision of the church is to grow. So everything that we do has to be pointed toward growth. We're going to grow spiritually. We're going to grow relationally. And we're going to grow numerically. That's what God said. He said, we have to grow. Now, um, in order for us to grow, we have to look at what's hindering the growth. Amen? Uh, we got to look at what's hindering the growth. So 2 Peter chapter 3, look at verse number 18. 2 Peter chapter 3, look at verse number number 18. The apostle Peter ends uh, this discourse with this sentence. He says, but grow, everybody shout grow, but grow in the grace and the knowledge under, if you haven't underlined that already, underline grace and knowledge. Underline those two words. Those, those two words are huge for us as we move forward. We grow in grace and we grow in knowledge. He says grow in grace and grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And he teaches us to grow. This past Sunday, um, I, I talked about I talked about spiritual malnutrition. And I, and, I, and I talked about that that could be one of the things that is causing or hindering us from growing to the next level is spiritual malnutrition. Now, some of you were here, some of you were not. But what I want to do today, I want to take some time and I want to go back to the doctor's office. Is that okay? I want to go back to the doctor's office and I want us to review that. We're only going to do, we're going to do a quick review and then we're going to talk about what God has given us to talk about today. Is that all right? Will y'all rock with me today? Amen. So let's go back to the doctor's office. So we kind of talked about some things. I'm going to put my stethoscope back on so I can get in, I can get in this character because I need y'all to understand this. Okay. So spiritual malnutrition, we talked about that. And so what I did was I gave you guys a list of some of the things and I want you to see this and I want you to see how this translates so easily over into the spirit realm. It translates easily to the spirit realm. So the, the first symptom that I gave you was a lack of appetite, a lack of appetite. And I told you guys that that lack of appetite simply means in the spirit realm, it means that you don't have an appetite for the word of God anymore. That, that uh, you, you don't even, you don't consider the word. You don't, it's like you wake up every morning and you're not really tripping about the word. You don't, you don't read it. You don't have a hunger to read the word of God anymore. The next one I talked about was tiredness and irritability. Tiredness and irritability. Um, you, become, you become easily agitated. Small things get on your nerves. People pulling out in front of you in traffic. People cutting you off in traffic. Watch this. That slow person they get in front of you. Glory to God. Gets on your nerves. Uh, there's only one checker at Walmart. Starts to kind of get on your nerves. And now when they got a long line and you wonder why somebody else won't come and help check folks out. Amen. You don't want to go to the self-check. Uh, so so you, you sit there and you're kind of upset. So that tiredness and irritability starts to happen. Uh, inability to concentrate. When you start reading the Bible, it, it becomes hard for you to concentrate. So you're reading, uh, but you can't concentrate on what you're reading. You, you, you know, don't, don't, don't answer this. But, but how, many of you, how many of you open your Bible, start reading, and about three minutes later, you've got your phone in your hand? 
and you're scrolling through Facebook, scrolling social media, answering text messages, and your Bible is kind of sitting off to the side, where you have a very difficult time concentrating on the Word of God. Now, um, I, I know by the show of hands last week that there's a lot of people that wrestle with that. And listen, and I want you guys to understand this, that it's, it's, difficult, it's difficult to heal what you don't know is sick. If, if you don't realize, if, if you don't understand that spiritually there's a sickness happening in your spirit life, you won't do anything to address it. You won't do anything to address it. It's, uh, it's kind of like certain, certain sicknesses that a person that you can have in your body. That's why they tell men to go get these tests and they, the men need to be examined. When you're over 40, you hit 50, there are certain exams you have to get because there's some sicknesses that can be in your body that you don't know about. And so same thing with women. You can have some sicknesses that you're not aware of. And watch this. I believe that there are many people in the church who are spiritually sick but don't know it. Because watch this. You don't look sick, at least not from the outside. Hallelujah. You watch this. You don't know you're sick until somebody pressed the right button. When somebody pressed the right button, then you're going to realize and, and you, you start responding in a certain way. Watch this. Have, have you ever, have you ever, have, for, for those of you, for those of you who, 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 are, who are 40 and over, have you ever knelt down for about two minutes? Got on your knees? Or you knelt down trying to prune something? Watch this. What happens? After you didn't knelt down for about a minute <laughs> and you try to get up, somebody know what I'm talking about. You start to realize, whoa, wait a minute. See, what? Y'all missing it. You're missing it. Watch this. As long as you were standing up, you didn't know you had a problem. Glory to God. But the moment you knelt down for a few minutes, you start to realize you had some aches and some pains. You had to realize that there's some stuff that's in your knees that don't work the way it used to work. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? Why is it? Why is it? Watch this. Stay with me. Flow with me, uh, purpose. Why is it that only after you kneel down that you realize there's a problem? So as long as you're standing, you don't know anything's wrong. You don't realize you've lost some muscle. You don't realize you've lost some cartilage in your knees as long as you're standing. But there's something about kneeling down that shows you that there's something happening different in your life. That's Maybe that's why we don't pray the way we ought to. Because when we take the time to pray, there's some things that are going to be revealed to us, some, some, uh, some inconsistencies in our own lives. Maybe that's why we don't pray. Because when we get up from prayer, we start to realize there are some things that are missing in our lives. So, so we, so we, so we don't do. It. So, anybody the country, watch this. Always feeling cold. You, you, you know, you, you just, you just got a cold spirit. You don't, you, you, you kind of, you, you don't, you, you don't care about your wife anymore. You don't care about your husband anymore. We don't care about the kids anymore. You don't feed them like you used to. Now you give them weenies and and ramen noodles. Go in there and fix you something to eat. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. That's right. The best way you can. You know how to boil some water, boy. Go in there and fix you some, some noodles. And so we get to prayer where well, you don't even care. Watch this. You don't do the best on your job anymore. You become comfortable on your job and you do just enough to get by. You want to say it like this. You do just enough not to get fired. You don't go above. You know, listen, you don't work as unto the Lord. You work as unto you getting tired. And then when you start getting tired, you slow down. Your productivity slows down. Glory to God. Now, now listen, all, all I'm doing, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking about some of the symptoms that maybe you might be wrestling with. Now, if this is you, just say, out, preach, pastor, preach. Try this with me. Say, out, preach, pastor, preach. Oh, y'all got it. That's all you got to say. That let me know that, that let me know that we're in, we in the right place or we're in the right vein. So listen, okay, so uh, irritability, um, feeling cold, longer time, longer healing time for wounds. It takes longer for you to heal now. When somebody, when somebody hurts you, watch this. Don't mess around there and get hurt in the church. They have a category for being hurt in the church now. They call it church hurt. What about work hurt? What about school hurt? What about in your house hurt? Why do we take church hurt and give it its own category? Glory to God. But now, but now when you get hurt, it's, it's harder for you to heal. In other words, let me say it like, let me say it like this. You, you don't forgive 
not like you can. You choose to hold on to grudges. You hold on to stuff. You stop, you cut folks off. Some of y'all are so cold-blooded. Some of y'all cold. You'll cut a joke off. They don't even know they cut off. Oh, you cold, you smooth with it. You'll smile. Oh, they, they don't even, they don't, they don't think nothing's wrong, but you cut them off, and they don't even know that you cut them off. Glory to God. Because you're cold with it. You don't you, you talk to them anymore. You don't pray for them anymore. You just smooth cut them off. You know why? Because now it's taking a longer time for you to heal when you get hurt. You know why? Because there's something happening spiritually. Something happening spiritually. Um, um, skin becomes thin. Skin becomes thin. It's hard for you to take criticism. You don't like criticism. You don't want anybody to say anything to you. You know, your spouse can't say anything to you. when they, 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 They're just trying to tell you. They're trying, to, they're, 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 they're trying to help you but, you, but you're at a part where your skin is so thin that people can't say anything to you. People can't talk to you anymore. You know, uh, you know you, you, you people on your, on your job are trying to get you to change, to get you to do something different. But now you have a hard time even hearing anything from anybody. Glory to God. Anything, you know, so your skin becomes thin. Now, all I'm doing is I'm, I'm really helping you. Y'all, this is, I want y'all to know this is not a sermon. This is a message from the Most High God to you. This is a message because, because the church is spiritually sick. The church, when I say the church, I'm talking about the building. There's nothing wrong with this building. I'm talking about the people in the building. There's, there's a sickness that's happening spiritually that we have to address. And we're going to address it again today. We're going to address some things today. Um, so, uh, and then depression. Then depression. Now it's in your brain, and now you, you're having a hard time functioning, a hard time dealing with people, hard time connecting, because now there's a, there's a depression that is set in on your life. And many of you, you might not tell me in this setting, but many of you wrestle with depression. You do good in front of people, but then when you get by yourself, you go into this dark place. You go into this dark place in your own house, this dark place in your own mind, and when you get home, watch this. It's, it, it takes everything in you just to get out of bed in the morning. And for some of you, if it wasn't for your kids, you would have probably already tried to end it all. If it wasn't for somebody that you were holding on to or, or something. that, And for some of you, if it wasn't for the church, you would have gave up a long time ago. For some of you, it's only the teaching and the preaching that you hear on Wednesdays and Sundays. This is the only thing that's keeping you going. It's the only thing that you have to hold on to. The only thing, because you're wrestling with depression. You're not, you're, you're not, you're not a happy person by yourself. Let me say that again. Glory to God. You're by yourself and you're not happy. So because you're not happy by yourself, you start to introduce things into your life that seemingly makes you happy. I'm preaching to about 40 of y'all I know. You start introducing things into your life that don't make you happy. And, and you don't realize, you don't realize that you're just, you're putting a bandage over a gaping womb and nothing is being healed. Nothing is being healed because you're not happy by yourself. When, whenever you're by yourself, you start to reach for things and do for things. You can't be alone. Watch this. It's hard for you to be alone and quiet by yourself. The moment you get home, you turn on every TV in the house. You walk through the house, turn on TVs. You walk through the house, turn on everything. You walk through the house, and you have to, sometimes you have, to, you have to be on the phone. You have to be on social media because, because by yourself you're not happy. And what God's trying to do, God's trying to get you to be, not only be by yourself, but God is saying that when I am with you, that should be a happy place for you. But the reality is, is that many of us, we're, we're, we're kind of spiritually sick. So now we don't even know how to be alone with God. We don't know how to be alone with God because we haven't learned how to be alone with ourselves. And the body of Christ is resident. Now, that's okay. We're going to get out of this, and we're going to grow past it, and we're going to be okay. So listen, so I, I told you last week, I gave you five ways to grow. I won't spend a lot of time on this because I need to get to what we're going to talk about tonight. I won't spend a lot of time on this. But I told you to grow in your reading of God's Word. You have to grow in your reading of God's Word. I'm going to move through this quickly. Um, I, I think we, we'll have it on the podcast if you need to go back and revisit Grow in your reading of God's word. Grow in my knowledge of Jesus Christ. You have to grow in the knowledge. We just read that. The apostle Peter just told us that in verse three, uh, chapter 3, verse 18, that we have to grow in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. So what am I saying to you? That you have to study Jesus. You have to study his life. Buy books about Jesus. Watch stories about Jesus. Go back and watch the passion of the Christ so you can learn more about Jesus and learn more about him. Um, Grow in your understanding of what Jesus did. Grow in your prayer life. 
your prayer life has to grow. And not only that, grow in your appreciation of the grace that you've been given. Grow in the appreciation. Grow to appreciate the grace. Grow to appreciate the fact that instead of killing you, God gave you mercy. Instead of, instead of God giving you what you deserve, God gave you what you didn't deserve. We have to grow in our appreciation of that. So and, and after all of that, after all of that, maturing in our Christian life is not about what we do. It's about what God does in us by his grace. So now I want to give you a diagnosis. Now I want to give you a diagnosis. So, so we kind of we looked at the prognosis. Now we're going to look at the diagnosis. Here, here's, here's, what I, here's what I diagnose. Here it is. Here it is. We have to address your eating habits. We got to address your eating habits. In order to turn this thing around, in order for us to get back healthy, we have to address eating habits. Everybody say eating habits. We have to address eating habits. Now, now here, here is the reality. The reality is, is all of us are eating. And some of us are fat full. We're just eating things that are not nutritious for us. Let, let, let's, let's, deal with, let's deal with eating habits. Let's deal with eating habits. Eating habits. Um, um, every now and then, I would love to have me one of these. Every now and then. Oh, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Just every now and then. Oh, every now and then. I'm talking 11 o'clock at night. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about get up in the middle of the night, can't sleep. Since I can't sleep anyway. Might as well go in there, get you a big old, a hunk, that's the one, a big old hunk, big old hunk of cake. Y'all, anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all looking at it, some of y'all mouth right now, starting to salivate. Oh, you feel that wetness all around your tongue. You can, matter of fact, you can lick a piece of that good cake right now. Some of y'all right now thinking about some foods you got at the house. You got some cake at the house right now. And you think, oh, yeah, it's calling your name. Chalk says calling your name. Oh, every now and then. Come on now. Raise your hand if every now and then you can use a good old piece of cake. The rest of y'all going to hell. Every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. Just a guilty pleasure. Nothing wrong with a little cake. If loving cake is wrong. <laughs> Somebody know what I'm talking about. Y'all might as well say, man, I know you're in here. I'm coming down your road. But, but wait a minute. What about one of these? What about, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, don't do me like that. Oh, Lord, don't hurt them. Don't hurt them. Oh, I'm in the house now. Oh, that's that family reunion tater pie. Y'all know the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about that tater pie with the homemade crust. Oh, Lord Jesus. The crust. I'm talking about that crust that they had to roll out. Y'all know the one I'm talking about. You have to get the rolling pin with that crust. The crust, I'm talking about that one you had to, you had to put some flour down on the bowl. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And you had to roll it. Yeah. You had to, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that old tater pie. I'm talking about that tater pie. I'm talking about that, I'm talking about that one that you hide. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that one that you get way down back in the refrigerator. And you moving stuff. And you take that old tater pie, and you put that tater pie way in the back, and you put it inside a paper bag so people don't know what it is because they see the aluminum foil, the aluminum foil going to give it away. So you drop it up in some paper bag to put it way in the back. Y'all know the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about that good tater pie. Yeah, you don't call it put tater. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the tater pie. Y'all know the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about that tater pie that when you, when you cut it, when you cut it, you stick your fork underneath it. It's got that flaky crust on the bottom. Can't you see that tater pie in my hand? 
Woo, y'all know what I'm talking about. See, the tater pie ain't good unless you can put your hand underneath it. Oh, you can almost make love to that old tater pie. You almost bite the tip of your finger off messing with that tater pie. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Loving tater pie is wrong. Glory to God. Some of y'all are going to stop by the store on your way to the house. <laughs> Make me, I don't know why I'm craving tater pie tonight. It's one o'clock in the morning. You at the grocery store. Trying to get some tater pie. You think that's something. Don't mess around. Woo! Like the cake. Like the tater pie. Woo, I can mess with a tater pie. If I had a tater pie right now. I'll probably embarrass myself. I had a tater pie. But don't mess around there. Don't mess around and get one of these. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, not the nano pudding. Oh, not the nano pudding. Oh, not the nano pudding. Oh, and, the, and the, the wafers ain't soggy yet either? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Not the nano pudding. Oh, man. Not the nano pudding. Oh, Lord Jesus. I want to be able to finish this message, y'all. No, not the... Not the, not the nano pudding. Y'all know it's hard to make it with not a nano pudding. Flammer reunion, not a flammer reunion without that nano pudding. Who in this building can make some good nano pudding? Come on, raise your hand. Look at all the nano pudding makers in here. All the now, all some nano pudding makers in the house. Lord Jesus. Tied up. We so cold with it. We so cold. We'll put it in a styrofoam cup. <laughs> we eat out of cup so people won't know what we're eating. <laughs> what we do and we eat and we got but, but we got to address yeah now watch this now watch this what if you had to make this choice <laughs> somebody said ain't much of a choice pastor what if what if, look how y'all looking. Y'all was excited when I had that cake up there by itself. You excited when I had the nano pudding and the, and the tater pie up there. But now, now you're looking at it now, and I'm saying, what if you had to make that choice? Oh, Lord, Pastor. Pastor, why you had to do the game like that? Pastor, you putting salt in the game. Glory to God. Wait a minute. What if? Wait a minute. The question becomes, do you really want to be healthy? Or are you okay with being sick? Because the reality is, the reality is, is that, is that until the pain of doing nothing outweighs the pain of doing something, we continue. To do nothing, and so, 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 what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to help you to understand is, I, I don't want the spiritual pain to get so bad that you have to do something. What I'm trying to say now is that, is that right now, now that you understand what the symptoms are, that now there's got to be a choice that has to be made now before you're forced to make the choice later on. I want you to look at that picture. I want you. I want. I need you. I need you to feel that picture. I need you to feel that. I need you to feel it. 
because one of these feeds the flesh and one feeds the spirit. Glory to God. Listen, everything that you eat is feeding you. My watch says, everything that you do, you're being fed. You're being fed by everything you do, everything that you watch on TV, every time you send a text message, an email, every time you go on social media, everything that you do, you're being fed. The problem is, is that you're not being fed anything nutritious. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. I just had a thought. Wait a minute. That's a serious choice. But what if you had this choice? What if you had this one? Huh. What? What if you had that choice? What if what what if you had a choice between reading social media or reading the Bible? What, what is the first thing you reach for in the morning? What's the first thing you eat spiritually in the morning? Can I, can I just be transparent? Can I tell on myself? That was a time in my life when every morning when I woke up, the first thing I did, I wake up, I grab my phone, and on my way to the bathroom, I'd be checking social media. I'd be in the bathroom brushing my teeth, catching up on what happened on Facebook the night before. And that's what I was feeding myself morning after morning after morning, wondering why I'm dying spiritually, but it's because of what I'm eating myself. Because I wasn't eating anything that was feeding me spiritually. I was eating things that was feeding my flesh. And guess what? And if you feed your flesh long enough, after a while, your flesh is going to be in charge. Your flesh is going to take over. And then you're not going to be able, you, be able to win the spiritual battle because now your flesh is in charge. The flesh is in charge. Here's, here's my question. Is, is, that, is that you? Is, is, the, is that pic, does that picture representative of who you are and what you do in your own private life? Is that representative of what you do? Do you spend more time reading your phone than you do reading scripture? We got to deal with the eating disorder. We got to deal with our eating habits. What are you eating? What are you eating? What, in other words, what are you watching on television? What are you, what, because everything you do is feeding you. Everything you do is feeding you. Do, do you get caught up in the juicy, the juicy gossip that happens on social media? Do you get caught up in that? And now you've been, you're feeding yourself that foolishness. You're feeding yourself that stuff, wondering why you're losing the battle. It's because you, you start following the threads and following all the stuff that's going on. Watch this. Watch this. Here's what I encourage you to do. Here's what I encourage you to do. Take about three days. All you got to do, take three days and fast from social media for three days and then start renewing your mind. Instead of plugging in social media, then every time you would grab social media, then mess around and grab your Bible. Watch this. Here's, a, here's, here, here's how I broke it. Here, here's how I did it. Here's how I did it. I deleted the apps off my phone. And every time I reached for my phone looking for the app, I was reminded that now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab the Bible instead. It was kind of like a punishment slash reward. So every time I grabbed my phone looking for that, that app, it wasn't there. Holy Spirit said, now I want you to grab your Bible. And so I was like, oh, man, that's right. So I grabbed my Bible. So instead of reaching for that, I exchanged it for reading the scriptures, getting back in my word. Now, I, when I get up in the morning, I, I've learned that when, I, when I'm, I'm tempted to, to look at to television or look at someone on TV or look at something on Facebook or something on Instagram or whatever the case, now I understand. Now I open up my Bible app and I let, the, I, I let my phone read the Bible to me. Open up my audio Bible because I got to feed my spirit. Listen, you've got to give your spirit man a fighting chance. Glory to God. Did you know that your spirit never sleeps? Let me say this to you. Did you know that you could put on an audio Bible and you could allow the audio Bible to talk all night long and your spirit man is being fed all night long? I got four claps. Thank you all. All four. I thank you, sister. I appreciate that. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. So, so watch this. Because, because you have to give your spirit man a fighting chance. And what you got, you have to feed him. Do you want the celery? No, you don't want it. Do you want the carrots? No. Would you prefer to have the cake? Sure you would, but guess what? My spirit man will lose the battle if I don't feed him right. 
And many of, us, many of us are losing spiritual battles because we're not feeding our spirit man. We're not giving our spirit man what he needs to grow. If I had two pit bulls and they had two dogs and both of them were born at the same time, the two pit bulls, they were the same size, they both have the exact same chance. Watch this. If I feed one and don't feed the other, the one that I'm feeding is going to grow and become strong. He's going to become dominant, but the one I don't feed is going to be a runt. If you don't feed your spirit, you become a runt in the spirit realm. And when you become a runt, watch this, all the other dogs take advantage of you. Many of us, we're not, we're, not, we're not feeding our spirit. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. But, but, but here's, here's the good thing. A good dog owner will recognize <laughs> that one puppy is not eating like the rest of them. A good dog owner, what he'll do, he'll go move some stuff out the way. And he'll make sure that the one that needs to eat gets on the nipple that he needs to be on so that he can get some of the same nourishment that everybody else is getting. You know what I'm doing? I'm just moving stuff out the way. Glory to God. So you can get to the nourishment that you need to. Let me, let me say it like this. I, I, can, I can take you to the water. Somebody know what I'm, know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm giving you all this good word and all this good information. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Go, go to Joshua chapter 1. Click there, turn there, however you, however you need to get there. Go to Joshua chapter 1. Very familiar passage. I want to show you this before we leave. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua 1, you have it? Look at, Joshua, look, look at, verse, look at verse number 8. Look at verse number 8. Look, 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 we're, now, we're, we're, we're talking about our diet. Talking about what we eat. What are we talking about? A diet. What we eat. We're talking about how, what we eat spiritually. Look at, look at, look at what, what God told Joshua. He said... Y'all read it loud. What does it say? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Keep going. You shall meditate in it day and night. Keep going. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Read the last part. But then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have Good success. In other words, how often is, did God say for him to read the word? How often? Day and night. Day and night. He said, if you read it, day and night. In other words, if you feed your spirit day and night, you will have good success. Isn't that beautiful? Now watch this. I'm talking about success in every area of your life when you read the Bible day and night. That's, that's a promise. So here's my question. Are there areas in your life where you're not having success? And if there's areas in your life that you're not having success, could it be that you just need to read? Isn't that something? What if? What if your success was caught up in your ability to read? Well, what if, what if that's all it was? What if that's all it was, that it was caught up in your ability to read Scripture? Glory to God. As a matter of fact, um, go over to Revelation chapter 10. And I'm almost done. Go to Revelation chapter 10. Revelation chapter 10. Revelation chapter 10. Stay with me, cameraman or woman. Revelation chapter 10. Y'all got it? Because, because we, we have to deal with the appetite. Got to deal with the diet. Revelation chapter, y'all got it? Everybody have it? Everybody have it? Revelation chapter, are y'all there? Okay, check, check us out. Let, let, roll with me, roll with me, roll with me. Revelation chapter 10, look at verse number 8. Revelation 10, 8. Make sure y'all jot this down because you're going to need this. Revelation 10, 8. Y'all have it? What does it say? Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said what? Go, take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands in the sea and on the earth. What else? Verse number nine. So I went to the angel and said to him, what? Give me the little book. And he said to me, what? Take and eat. Underline that. Stop right there. What did he tell me to do with it? What did he tell me to do with it? He said, he, in other words, you got to change your diet. 
You got to change your diet. He said, take it and eat it. In other words, I need this word to be in you, not just out of you. He said, take it and eat it. This was a word of prophecy that God was giving John. But he said, listen, I need you to take this word. I need you to eat this word. Now watch this. Something is going to happen when you start eating the word, when you start ruminating on the word, when you start chewing on the word. Something's going to start Something's going to start happening when you start eating the word and you start, you start having daily Bible studies and, and you start reading about reading the word every day and every night. There's some things that are going to happen in your life. Number one, you're going to have some good success. You have good success. Watch this. Success is supernatural because the, ble- the blessings that we receive come from the Lord. All good and perfect gifts come from the Lord. Glory to God. So blessings are supernatural. So I don't know about you, but I, I want supernatural blessings in every area of my life. This building is a supernatural blessing. Supernatural. The things that we've been able to accomplish in their only three, uh, three, small, three small months. This is nothing short of a miracle. This is supernatural blessing. Now watch this. Watch this. Now watch this. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. He said, uh, he says, take, eat, and, and what's going to happen? It's going to make you what? It's going to make you what? It's going to make your stomach bitter, but what? Be sweet as honey. In your mouth, it's gonna make your stomach bitter. Wait a minute, hold up, wait a minute, time out, time out. So, God was telling John, He says, John, when you get this word down on the inside of it, there are parts of it you're not gonna like, there are parts of it you're not gonna want to deal with. In other words, he said, John, when you get the prophecy, when you get when the prophecy starts to unfold, watch this, when you see the end result. It's going to be sweet. But what you have to go through to get to the end result, it's going to be bitter. Let me, let, me, let me say it like this. What he was saying was, John, reading the Bible, is going to be bittersweet. But watch this. I wish I could help. I, can, I, can I tell y'all something that'll help? Can I tell them something that'll help them? Can I, can I help them? Can I tell them something that'll help them? Listen, listen, watch this. Watch this. It takes the bitter to make you better. Ooh, y'all missing it. Y'all missing it. Are, are anybody getting this? Anybody getting it? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He said, he said, once you, once you ingest it, watch this. Many people are just chewing the word and spitting it back out. You're chewing it and you're spitting it back out. It's not getting down on the inside. Like, you know, because that, that's when it starts to have an effect. That's when it starts to have an impact when the word gets on the inside of you. That, that, that's, that, that's, when, that's when out of your belly flows rivers of living water because the word now is on the inside. The word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in thy heart. It's the word of Christ in which we preach. And so the word has to be down on the inside of you and it has to get in your stomach. Watch this. If, if the word has not bittered or gave you a bitter feeling in your stomach, you haven't read enough. Because the word starts to expose to you who you are. Woo, glory to God. That there's certain parts of the word we enjoy. We like the sweet parts of the word. There's certain parts of the word we like. We're going to be blessed. You're blessed and highly favored. That's the part that's sweet coming out of your mouth. We like that part. But there's some parts of the word that we don't want to deal with. Ooh, wait a minute. We don't want to deal with sin. We don't want to talk about that. Matter of fact, watch this. I'm, I'm, I, got a, I got four minutes. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me show you this. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me show you this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be through. Deuteronomy 28. Let me, I'm, I'm going to show you the contrast between bitter and sweet. Are y'all ready for this? Look at the contrast. Look, look, at, look at Deuteronomy 20, 28 and 1. It says, now it shall come to pass. To diligently obey the voice of the Lord, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations. And watch this, watch this. And all of these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be 
in the city. That, didn't that sound sweet coming out of your mouth? Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of the ground, and the increase of your herbs, the increase of your cattle, the offspring. Blessed, blessed shall be the black basket and your needy. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be. Didn't that sound, isn't that sweet? Touch your neighbor and say, you just look like you're blessed. Just touch him and tell him, you just look like you're blessed. Look, you're blessed. Now watch this, now watch this. See, and we stop on that side. We stop on the sweet side. Ooh, glory to God. We stop on the sweet side. But he told John, he said, John, when you get it in you, it's going to be some times it's going to be a little bitter on the inside. Watch this. So, so, now, now look at verse number 15. Look at verse 15. But it shall come to pass. Y'all, y'all have it? Say amen. No, no, no. Don't try to, don't try to look off now. No, look at it. You look at the blessing. No, look at, look at verse 15 now. So it shall come to pass. If you do not obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Cursed! That don't sound sweet. Cursed you shall be in the city. Cursed you shall be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket, you need them both. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land and the increase of your cattle. Cursed shall you be when you come in and cursed shall you be. See, that don't, that don't sound sweet. That sounds sweet. But it's the bitter that makes us want the sweet. Are y'all hearing that? Because, because as, as much as we want the sweet, we've got to deal with the bitter. Life is a mixture of both bitter and sweet. Life is a mixture of bitter and sweet. Glory to God. As, as much as I like Kool-Aid, <laughs> the thing that makes Kool-Aid taste good It's not just the sugar. Because the sugar and the water by itself, you got sugar water. Packages of Kool-Aid is nasty by itself. It's bitter. But all when you take the bitter, mix it in there. I think that's where they got the cabbage patch from. When you mix the bitter with the sweet, you get something that's palatable to the taste. So, so what am I saying to you? What am I saying to you? What am I saying to all of us? And I'm done. What am I saying to you? What am I saying to all of us? What am I saying to all of us? We got to change our diet. What are you eating? Take some time in your own life. Take some time for yourself. And watch this. Watch this. Matter of fact, matter of fact, do a check for yourself and check the amount of times that you check Facebook a day. Start looking at it. Start counting. Start looking at the things that you're doing. Start being conscientious about yourself. Now watch this. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to start having good success. You're going to start having good success. Every area of your life, you'll start having good success. You're going to start sleeping better. You're going to start dealing with people better. You're going to be less irritable. You're going to have more patience. You're going to be able to wait in line and chat cashier being slow. You're going to be just fine. You're going to, be, you're going to have so much patience. And God's going to, bend, God's going to begin to, to elevate and exalt your life. And God's, watch this. Some of you are going to start hearing God again. You're going to start hearing him again. And it's going to be amazing. Will you put your hands together and just celebrate Jesus? Hallelujah. Will you stand all over the house? Glory to God. Deal with your eating habits. What are you eating spiritually? Sometimes you got to turn the news off. Stop watching the news for a while. And, and listen, for some of you that watch all these, uh, um, what you call these, these, um, these life shows or reality TV shows, stop all that. That's foolishness. All these judge shows, all these shows where people are fighting and cursing each other out. People are always at each other's throat. I had to stop watching cops.
I'm just saying. Because I'd look at what I was feeding myself. Some, some, some of you, some of you, you, you're feeding yourself too much sports. You know every, you know every NFL player on the every team roster in the entire United States of America. But you don't know three Bible characters. You know names, stats, figures, every. You know how tall they are and how much they weigh. If I asked you it was Zephaniah, you was like, Zephaniah, who? Zeph, who? Never, never heard of him. If I asked you who Shamgar was, you say, Shamgar? Shamgar, is that, that name in the Bible? Yeah. It's in the Bible. If I told you to turn to the book of Hezekiah, Some of y'all ain't caught it yet. You'll get it when you get to the house. <laughs> I'm just talking about our eating habits. You change your eating habits, you change your life. Your life, your life, let me say this. Your life is about to change. So this is, this is exciting. This is an exciting message because your life is about to change. Because, because you, you, you're, you're about to start doing some things different. I start doing some things different. Come here, Holly. Holly's my inspiration. She really is. Me and Trina talk about Holly all the time. In a good way. (laughs) Holly's been transforming her life. She's been transforming. Her life. And believe it or not, it was you that gave me the push that I need to do this, to even talk about this, watching your journey, watching you transform your life. So real quick, we only got about zero minutes. So, so just real quick, tell them just a little, just real quick about your journey and, and what you're doing different. Um, my journey is, um, it's really spiritual health. And my spiritual health means changing physically, financially, mentally, emotionally, everything. But first, my journey is physical, and I've changed my life totally. Um, When I used to get off work, I would literally just go to bed, eat, go to bed. That's all I wanted to do because I was depressed, depressed in a way that I didn't even realize I was depressed. So I started saying, okay, I'm going to start walking more. So literally now I walk this week, I'm walking nine miles a day. Come on, y'all. Uh, so, Come on, man. I'm serious. I'm talking about making, I'm talking about a change, man. So um, I'm, I'm, I started that not realizing what was going to happen. So I took my measurements at the beginning. And so literally since March 16th, I, I stopped going to Chick-fil-A. That was major for me. So I'm almost 130 days Chick-fil-A free. Come on, That's y'all. That's amazing. <laughs> um, also, this year marks, the, it will be my third year without chocolate. I was addicted, seriously. And so God just began to speak to me, and I even shared with Pastor and um, Minister Chalk on uh, the last week that God gave me something in February, and it was grow. And I was like, okay, what does this mean, grow? And I heard the words, get rid of weight. So generally, getting rid of weight wouldn't mean growing, but it is. Laying aside every weight that so easily besets us. So laying aside the weights of my life, because I have, I've gone through a lot, and I know that there are some people that have gone through so much yeah. that nobody would even believe your testimony. But I am beginning to see more things that God wants me to see. I'm becoming bolder because he told me that this is what I was going to have to do to get over and to get rid of the weight in order to do what he called me to do. Because I no longer want to be complacent, but I literally, I want to grow. I really do. So, Amen. Um, so tell, tell them about, tell them about the, the loss and everything. Okay. So um, as of today, um, I've lost 51.5 pounds. Come on, man. And, 
and almost the same amount in inches. And so I was like, okay, God, and I, I feel what God is doing. I'm, I feel like I'm free, really free. Amen. And um, just I just want to conquer the things that God wants me to do. And I know that I'm here for a purpose. And just being bolder because I'm able to get rid of the weight. Because I don't have to drag that around with me anymore. I have a long way to go. But I'm thankful that God has allowed me to get this far and just to... Thank you. I don't Amen. <laughs> tell about no. Tell about tell about this. Uh, my shoes. Yeah, y'all listen to this. Y'all this this right here messed me up. My shoes. L- listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Tell them about the shoes. My shoe size. Yeah. I lo- uh my sh- my feet went down. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is kind of crazy, but um, literally my my shoes um, don't fit anymore. So I'm literally trying to transform and to buy some new things. I put on a dress the other day, and I was like, okay, I'm wearing this to church. I was like, I don't know who wearing this, but I can't wear this anymore. And so that blessed my life to say that I can't wear something anymore because it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit my new my new way of thinking, my new way of living. So to get rid of those things, the things that people try to put on you, the things that their past try to put on you to keep you from the promises. Thank Help you, child. <laughs> It's, it's amazing that when you get rid of that weight, God will allow people to even begin to speak word into your life that will literally set you free beyond your imagination, beyond your wildest dreams. And I just encourage you that if you have some weight, whatever that is, get rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of yeah. it. Get rid yeah. of it. Stay right there. Listen, okay. listen, listen. J- just touch somebody and tell them some things don't fit anymore. Come on, just tell them. I, I, I don't know what that means for you, but you know what that means. Some things, some things just don't fit anymore. That's the reality. There's some things you got to get out of your life. Some things just don't fit anymore. There are some things that do not belong in your life anymore. There are some things that just don't fit anymore. Just don't fit. I appreciate you, cuz, but you don't fit. I know we've been friends a long time, but you just don't fit. I thank God for what, for what, what he done for me, but there's just some things in my life that just don't fit anymore. Some things don't fit. Listen. Miss, I'm going to ask Miss Holly to pray. If you're in this room and you say, Pastor Love, man, I heard what Miss Holly said. And, man, there are some things in my life. I, I, I know that I've got to transform. And I know I've got to change my eating habits. There are some things I need to start feeding myself spiritually. I need y'all to rush quickly down to this altar. Come on, quickly, quickly, round, down to this altar. Miss Holly's going to pray. Amen. And as she's praying for you, you pray for her that God's continuing her transformation journey. Amen. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. From wherever you are, from wherever you are. Hallelujah. Because I want the same zeal that oh, the same zeal that she has to be on you guys. I want I want to receive the prayer that she's praying over us. I want to receive that. I want to receive the courage that she has to keep going. In spite I listen, I want to receive a nine mile a day anointing. Come on. I'm talking anointing, man, that you can just walk. I mean nine miles a day? Come on, man. I want to receive that anointing. I want that I want that same tenacity. That same thing. Y'all come on down. Come on down. Peel on over. Come on over. Come on in. Come on out. Get out the aisle if you can help it. Come on out. Come on around. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's something special about to happen in this place today. God's going to, listen, you're about to grow. I don't know who God.